0: That window could be closing anytime, so don't waste it. Welcome into Sports Talk. It's the Tuesday edition. I am Scott Beatty. He is Lauren Tate here for the first hour. Evan Kahn in for the second hour. And if I do say so myself, we have a nice show ahead. A very newsy day for both Illinois athletics and for college football and we will get into all that. There's a new head coach for an Illinois sport. There's a new somewhat temporary assistant coach for football. And in the second hour, we'll talk some baseball with Len Casper, radio voice of the Chicago White Sox. Mr. Tate, great to see you. Good day. We got more. I don't know where to start here. I Yeah, it, there is a, a number of headlines. Um Media Day is going on, day one. We will be there tomorrow in Indianapolis for football. Uh, Kevin Warren, kind of the headliner today, along with seven head coaches. Uh, We'll get to that, but let's start with some Illinois football news. Uh, Brett Bielma has been a a, a little bit, uh, has appropriately kept Ben Miller's status private, Mm -hmm. Illinois tight ends and special teams coach. Today it's announced that he is taking an extended leave or the leave he's on is being extended due to his ongoing battle with cancer. He will not be with the team for most or all of the 2022 season. Uh, But there is positive news on that from Ben Miller. I have a few more challenges ahead, but I've received encouraging news about my diagnosis I have completed four months of chemotherapy, and I am awaiting liver surgery in August. I'll be undergoing more chemotherapy during the fall. I'll we'll miss the majority of the 2022 season. Treatment is going as planned, and I'm fortunate to be receiving the very best treatment by world-class physicians. So it's kind of a little bad and good news at once there for Ben Miller. It looks like it's a positive outlook. Chemotherapy, as anyone who's been through it or knows somebody who's been through it, is just no fun. rough. Um, so by heart, our hearts, prayers go out to uh, Ben Miller. And on the other side of that, then, is an interim replacement, Sean Snyder, football royalty in Kansas, at least, son of Bill Snyder, will take over this year as the special teams coordinator and specialist coach. And Brett Bielman knows him from a long time ago.
1: Yeah, I and mean, he's he's known football all his life, you can believe that, although I will say this: Bill Snyder was never home. <laughs> Ask Kent Brown, Kent Brown worked for him, you know, a number of years, and he was like twenty hours there. He he was he might go home at, at twelve o'clock. That only time. That's the only time he really sat down to eat, and then he'd be back at four. I don't know that there's many football coaches that are home. Well, that's true during the season, but uh am uh, Lucky to catch up with a guy
0: like this. You could kind of say that Sean Snyder has previous Big Ten experience. <laughs> was at USC the last two years as special teams coordinator. And he spent more than two decades at Kansas State with his father. He started as a part-time assistant there in 1994. He's been a director of football operations assistant athletic director, um, well, actually various levels of athletic director. Hey, special
1: teams is going to be a really tough job this year because you got new kickers and you got yeah. new snapper. I mean, it, it, we shouldn't overlook how valuable uh, those that team was, that unit was last year. It
0: was really good. It was kind of a luxury of riches, too. Yes, it was. Because they were solid in all three positions, in the place mm-hmm. kicking, in the punting, and long snapping, mm-hmm. which as we've – Come to learn from our friend Michael Martin is not just in decent coverage
1: except against Iowa.
0: Yeah, well, Iowa's really good at that. Well, I,
1: I will return the. Yeah, you can't let you can't. Let, I don't care what you do. You got if you got to kick it out of bounds,
0: kick it out of bounds. But don't let them return it for a touchdown. So it is uh, Sean Snyder, the special teams coach here for uh, temporary at least. And then also announced today a new track and field and cross country head coach. They The official title is director because there, mm-hmm. it's kind of an oversight of all the programs mm-hmm. on men's and women's side, but it's a, it's a coach. Petros Kipriano, Greek name, Petros Peter Kipriano. And he has a tremendous resume, including NCAA titles with the University of Georgia. Three
1: uh, three coach of year honors. Three times the national coach of the year. Isn't that amazing? It was cross country and track. And uh, 28 NCAA champions at Georgia. How do you turn out that many? You must be a heck of a recruiter.
0: He has an exclusive with Scott Ritchie. I should flip that around. Scott Ritchie of the News Gazette has an exclusive with... Kipriano, but he's also going to, so you can read that at newsgazette.com, but he's also going to be on with us here this hour. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to know him a little bit. He's in Florida currently, when I spoke with him earlier, but uh, comes from Georgia where he was an assistant, an associate, and then a head coach before that, Boise State, Nebraska, Omaha, and part of the Greek national team. And he uh, did his uh, master's work in Nebraska at the University of uh, Nebraska. He's got a really
1: tough job here because if you took away – if John Davis hadn't returned for his uh, extra year, Oak, Oakwood's John Davis. Yep. Uh, I don't know if Illinois had <laughs> did have any other points in the Big Ten meet. Not many. Olivia Howell, mm-hmm. on the women's side. Well, yeah, on the women's side. Mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking the men's side. They're, they've just been really falling off uh, pretty pretty sharply. Yeah. He's got a he's got a big recruiting job, and yeah, I, I'm told there there are players in the transfer portal
0: that he can get in th- yet this year. We'll see that is a there's no coach that has more competition to be getting ready for they they go all year yeah from the cross country to the indoor to the outdoor yep. seasons yeah and all kinds of you know from all kinds of the distances they run and then of course the field events as well so looking forward to getting his thoughts on uh, I don't want to say resurrecting it but but building it back up and it wasn't that long ago that Illinois was a championship-caliber program, at least in the Big Ten. Petros Kiprianu will join us in this hour. Big Ten media days today. Lauren, let's hear a little bit from Kevin Warren. He headed a few of those topics that are on everyone's mind right now, off at the pass in his opening statements, starting with any more conference expansion for the Big Ten?
2: It may include future expansion. But it will be done for the right reasons at the right time with our student athletes, academic and athletic empowerment at the center of any and all decisions that we will make regarding any further expansions. We will not expand just to expand. It will be strategic. It will add additional value to our conference and it will provide a platform to even have our student athletes be put on a larger platform so they can build their careers but also that they have an opportunity to grow and learn from an education and from an athletic standpoint. We are on a perpetual state of evaluating what's next for college athletics, what's next for the Big Ten Conference. What's next for college football playoff? What's next for the NCAA? What's next for the transformation committee? And what's next for the future of how we operate in this environment called college athletics? Our bowls, our partnerships. And I'm a big believer that the reason why we are dealing with a lot of issues that we're dealing with today is because the business of college athletics has grown faster than the structure and the governance of college athletics. Media rights, we've been working on those. I'm incredibly pleased of where we are. We have great opportunities. We're finalizing our deals and I look forward to standing before you to make an announcement Sometimes here sooner then later. So, while the dollars are important to our member institutions, but it's really about the platform to provide financial stability to our member institutions so we can provide excellent health care, mental health services, life skills programs, and even educational experiences to our student athletes.
0: There's some of what Kevin Warren had to say. In case you didn't uh, get any clarity out of that, Lauren. On the subject of conference expansion, maybe, maybe Maybe not, not. (laughs) but if we do, it'll be for good reasons. That's right. And on the subject of the media deal, I don't have anything to tell you yet, but we will tell you maybe sooner than later.
1: He avoided all numbers. I wonder if you ask him how much the Big Ten gave out in distributions last year, which is official and we all know what it is, that he wouldn't have given it. I don't think
0: he would. I would like to see the maybe the most notable item that he told us, USC and UCLA will get a full share of revenue from the media deal. And there's
1: been no doubt about that whatsoever in the beginning from right from the beginning, because they're going to bring more in than they get
0: out. Maryland, Rutgers, and Nebraska may have a bone to pick about that. Well, they could
1: But they, they didn't did bring, not get full. They shares. did not bring in what this these LA schools are bringing in. Yep. And the LA schools wouldn't wouldn't even come probably if you hadn't if it hadn't oh, been no. part of the deal. Whereas Maryland Maryland was in such terrible debt. I mean, they had to what bring back seven sports. Rutgers is still in horrible debt. I mean, just awful. And uh, Nebraska was. I think at the time Nebraska was a was a prominent operation football wise, and and they have certainly faltered since they got in the Big Ten. What do, you, what would you, how would you explain all those losses by one, by single digits last year by Nebraska? This is that just never happened before for them.
0: Probably the confounding multiple front defense of Illinois that they were <laughs> unprepared for.
1: Well, that that might be. I that's one game, but you know this has been
0: going on. Year after year, it's been suggested that there is something in the water at times because it is such a bubble and um, there's pressure and 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 expectations and hopes and dreams living uh, there that maybe it just kind of kind of gets to him at times. I don't know. I mean, Alabama's got pressure and expectations. Clemson has, you know, the same Oklahoma, Notre Dame any big powerhouse team, and they, they get over it. But Nebraska, or or I don't know, maybe they weren't quite what they thought they were.
1: Other than Notre Dame, what programs are successful on a, on a long-term basis that aren't in the midst of a perfect recruiting situation? Ohio, for instance, will, Ohio State will never run out of talent near them. I mean, they're a national recruiter now, but... They became a national recruiter because they were able to build a program because the, the the high school play in in Ohio is so sensational, just like the high school play in Florida, high school play in in Texas. And, there's not and high California school. There's too. not high school play in Nebraska to that level.
0: No, the the the, the talent, the average talent level is not as high.
1: You I say the third largest town, you know, in in Nebraska.
0: His <laughs> Memorial Stadium. That's right
1: on a, on a Saturday. By the way, I, I came away really concerned about the game at Indiana fr- on a Friday night because they've lost eight straight. The two previous years, they were 14 and eight, and, and eight. 14 and eight. They had winning seasons, the two previous years, to last year, when they just collapsed. Can they bounce back? They're a six-point favorite over Illinois in that game, even though they've got an eight-game losing
0: streak. That seems a little more than just home field advantage. And I know I'm not talking about it I seems,
1: know I don't think they have anything other than home field advantage. Do you? I mean they don't have the quarterbacks. Know, there, but but I'm
0: saying that the, the, the betters or the, 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 the betting line is being set by something more than if it's just home field advantage, it's a three point advantage, right? Yeah. It's usually I will just set it at but somebody's saying no, you're almost a touchdown better. I don't know why.
1: Well, they got 13 portal players out of the portal, and they got a quarterback, um, Connor, uh, let me pronounce this right, uh, Bezalek from Missouri. Okay. That guy, he threw for 2,400 yards two consecutive years for for Missouri. He's coming off a 2,500 yard season. And I just wonder uh, I don't know that he's been given the the starting position necessarily, but uh, it sure sounds like he's the guy and uh, i'm not sure uh, I, i'm not sure wh- where their strength is uh, they have two new coordinators offensive and defensive they're starting over on both illinois is not going to know what to expect when they go out on the field and indiana's going to have an idea how illinois plays against wyoming but this is indiana's opener and illinois second game and uh, they've got two coordinators that are going to try to post some surprises which maybe what illinois did against them last
0: year there's a feeling among some that it, it, the Hoosiers might be a 6-win team at least. They've well, got an awfully tough sco- schedule.
1: Well, they they they're picked last in, in their in their in the division.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about total wins.
1: I understand, but man, oh man, if you're last in that division, how are you going to get 6 wins?
0: I I agree. I mean, I don't think uh Rutgers or Maryland are gimme games anymore for anybody in the East. So, go figure. Sports Talk, we got, uh, we'll got. we give you a little more, uh, you know, Kevin Warren in your life if you need it. New track and field coach, Petros Kipriano, uh, uh, looking forward to meeting him here in a few minutes. Next hour, Baseball Talk, Len Casper will be in. If you want to contribute to the program, the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 217-351-5357.
1: Now at NewsGazette.com, inside the lineup basketball, podcast with people like Scott
2: Fitch, to tell you about a real MVP candidate really right. Assistant coach Tim Inch.
0: This is Sports Talk. It's Tuesday. Tomorrow, Lauren and I will be at Media Days. Brian Barnhart will be out there as well. Evan will uh, keep this end of the uh, string between the two cans in line. And we will talk with Brett Bealman tomorrow in Indianapolis. Plan to talk to some of the football players. And then whoever else I can entice to stop by our station on Radio Row. There, right on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium. It's a nice setup much more convenient than other past media day setups. Not that any of you care because my inconvenience is not your problem, but I'm still telling you that.
1: Once again, Warren made that comment yesterday or today about whether there might be a consideration that some of the distribution, which is going to be monstrous in coming years, is might be shared by the players. He's got a committee discussing it. I don't know if it's going to happen but I'm just telling you they're talking about it. Yeah. It's scary for schools like Illinois to see that possibly happening because you know Illinois is, <laughs> Illinois can certainly use the money to pay off the debts that they have.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. He he didn't specifically say yes, but he no, certainly did cons- not say no. Well he, he they've got they've got a a group working on him. They have, yeah. that includes some students. Yeah, they've got a parents council they're starting as well, student athlete advisory council. They're trying to figure this all out. Um you just and wonder, I I think the day's coming.
1: Well, you sure. just wonder where we'd we'll be five years from now and ten years from now. i oh, and, and, and it'll all be decided in court or else it will be decided before the courts (laughs) force them, you know, based on how
0: they know the court's going to turn out. Like, I I do appreciate what he said in this, that, hey, we're trying to be ahead of the curve. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Now, every commissioner is going to say that. Well, Uh, they should. Yeah. Because
1: everyone's trying to figure out what's going to happen two, three, four, five years from now.
0: And it's hard to predict, but no commissioner should get up there and say, we're just gonna see what happens and <laughs> kind of just follow the crowd on this. Everyone wants to be the innovator and the and the tone setter, but he did hail the the longevity and the history of, of the Big Ten Conference and uh, eighteen ninety five and yay us that kind Everything of stuff. Everything
1: so far within the conference has been equal. It's been distribu- All the monies have been distributed
0: equally among the teams. Yeah, well, you you try cutting a pie that many times. How about expanding the college football playoff, Commissioner Warren?
2: I'm 100% supportive of college football playoff expansion. I'm excited uh, that uh, we now will have some new members in the room who will have very creative ideas. Even in the Big Ten Conference, our new presidential representative will be Dr. Christina Johnson, the president at The Ohio State University, who she was a student-athlete herself at Stanford. She's a businesswoman, has over 100 patents from a business standpoint, incredible leader. So to be able to get her ideas as far as what format is best, I'm looking forward to working with her. And then we have a new commissioner, Brett Yormark, in the Big 12 Conference, who's replacing Bob Bob Bosley. And, uh, you know, Brett is a marketing wizard, very innovative. And so I'm excited we have meetings coming up in September and October to be able to talk about these issues. I'm 100% supportive for college football playoff expansion. Um, You know, what is that right number? We'll figure it out. I'm confident we will get college football playoff expansion resolved. I still feel strongly that we need to open it up to have multiple media partners uh, that we we need to have from the college football playoff standpoint. Uh, We need to take a holistic view we need to make sure we protect some of the critical bowl relationships. And um, so as we work through all these, whether it's automatic qualifier, whatever the case may be, I'm confident as we get these new individuals in the room, get these issues on the table, that we'll be able to reach some resolution. And again, make sure we ask ourselves the right questions for the right reasons at the right time for our student-athletes and our fans. But I look forward to the day that we can expand the college football playoff, and I'm confident that it will happen.
0: So. How many teams does he want in the playoff? He didn't say. Alvarez
1: said it'll be eight, 12 or 16. (laughs) (laughs) How's that? That's a a little more specific.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think eight is fine. Uh, 12 would be interesting. Uh, Definitely the campus sites and all that. That's, that's interesting. I think eight's just fine. Give me five conference champions and three other at large bids. And if, we don't want to include Notre Dame. I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I I don't know what to say. I, I, I'm of course I'm stuck on the the 12 team because I love that four those four games on campuses. Yeah, and I, I think it's And fine. I think 12 gives Illinois more of a chance, obviously than eight does. Of course, 16 would give Illinois even more of a chance. But until they start getting up in the top, you got to be in the top 20 to even start thinking about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Most schools, including Illinois, have no chance at a. College football playoff appearance in the near future, no chance. Uh, hyperbolic, but have a, s- a very little chance outside of a twelve-team playoff. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Yeah. At least in the foreseeable future, in the next five years. Let's. I say. thought
1: they, you know, I thought when they announced that, uh, you know, months ago that that sounded really good, and then uh, basically the ACC shot it down, and. Um, Jim Phillips was dead against it. He wanted to do some other things, get some other things resolved, which is you know, not the worst idea, but he wanted to get NIL resolved, and they haven't done anything in terms of resolving that at a national level, and they haven't done anything. In, uh, maybe, well, they're in the process of getting the transfer portal uh, scheduled into certain dates, which I think is
0: important. There will be periods of time when you can transfer and periods where you can't. Change, Lauren, is more than just what's in your pocket, okay? <laughs> One more from Mr. Warren.
2: And so I'm embracing change. I'm going to be very aggressive. Uh, I've been that way my entire career. And, uh, and I just want to make sure we build an environment because our student athletes and our fans and, and, and our universities deserve that. And so I just want to make sure that we're, we're aggressive of how we build this. We got to do it the right way uh, for the right reasons at the right time. But but I think we're we're, we're going to look back over this period and we'll probably we're in a, uh, a stage of probably about a five year uh, period of change. Born in the 60s. I remember those days that it was a happy day when my parents would bring us a Sears and Roebuck catalog to have us pick our birthday gifts out of. And we would be excited to order those. Those catalogs aren't ex- in existence anymore. Sears and Roebuck is not in existence anymore. And so I think it's important for us to put very creative, aggressive, bold minds in the room together. And fortunately, I have uh, colleagues here in the Big Ten Conference to think about these ideas. I don't want to be Sears and Roebuck. And I want to make sure that we not only make the right decisions, that what's right right now for our student-athletes and for our games – um, and our competitions and their academic opportunities and our fans. But I want to make decisions that when we look back 30 years from now, that people will say that the Big Ten Conference was ahead of the curve in making these decisions.
0: Sears and Roebuck, Lauren, was a store. It was called a department store. They were a
1: brand new store when I was com- yep. growing up. <laughs> it was kind
0: of like Amazon, but you had to go to <laughs> it to get those things <laughs> instead of it coming to you. Do you ever shop on Amazon? I do not. You've never shopped on Amazon. I've
1: never shopped on
0: Amazon. Has somebody else probably others have shopped for you on oh, Amazon. Oh yeah, all the time. Maybe your daughters or I've your never grandkids. shopped
1: for anything for me ever. Oh really? No, I just yeah. wait for my my birthday. So what if you need something? I got five kids. I got a wife and four kids. I mean, and I got all these grandkids, and they always saying, "Lauren, what do you want?" And I say, "Well, today, I, this year, I need such and such. This year, I I need a shirt. This year, I need a pair of shoes. Whatever." I never, and I get those for Christmas and new, and my birthday. Bring
0: me my shoes. <laughs> no,
1: no, they're always yelling. At me, well, what should I get you? And I say, "Well, you
0: know," so. <laughs> well, anyway. Think of it like Amazon, but actually a store. <laughs> well, I I, don't, I never go to the store either. I just don't go. So for the young ones out there, who are like, what is Sears and Robach? I don't get the reference. <laughs> You're as clueless as they are. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no, no. I, I told you. They were a new store when I grew up.
0: <laughs> All right. This is Sports Talk. Speaking of new things, a new head coach for the track and field program at Illinois, Petros Cipriano. I hope I'm doing your name justice, sir. We'll talk to you in a moment. Hi, it's Len for Tune in tonight for White Sox Baseball here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Sports Talk with Lauren Tate. I'm Scott Beatty. Earlier today, it was announced that Petros... Kipriano is the new director of Fighting Illini Track and Field and Cross Country. In the past six years, he has had the same role at the University of Georgia, where he led the Bulldogs to a pair of NCAA titles, the first in that school's history, as well as three more runner-up performances and 16 top 10 finishes. He joins us now here on the line on Sports Talk. Petros, welcome aboard to uh, Champaign and the University of Illinois, and congratulations.
3: Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Well, uh, I'll just hop right to it. What drew you to this opportunity um, uh, other than a slight drop in humidity at certain times of the year?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, I always thought and said that, um, you know, University of Illinois track programs, but uh, the whole athletic department in, in general, um, obviously, had a lot of success in in in, in different sports. But uh, the the track program has always had some individual success with some great coaches in the past. Um, but always believed and thought that. Uh, it's a team that um, it's almost like a sleeping giant that has uh, is, is been uh, waiting to be awakened and, um, and challenge some national titles, um, uh, you know, down the road uh, has everything um, it needs. And, uh, you know, with the, the great leadership by uh, um, Josh as an athletic director and the new, uh, you know, the new energy, um, that was really exciting and, and refreshing to me um, after talking with him. So, uh, that was that was plenty to uh, to attract another ultra competitive coach on campus.
0: <laughs> you um, know the college landscape well, so uh, from the out so- somewhat on the outside, I admit uh, when it comes to collegiate track and field, I assume and think about West Coast schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where where do you see sort of the center of collegiate track and field, and and can it be here in the Midwest?
3: Um, I always said uh, <clears throat> to every team I coached, and and, and especially my, my teams uh, at Georgia early, early times when we're very good, um, I said, why not us? I mean, I don't understand why it has to be somebody else, you know, West Coast, East Coast, Southeast, whatever that might be. Um, I mean, being being in that location, centralized, has amazing facilities. and. Uh, you know, um, uh, a very, uh, strategic, uh, you know, outline for, um, for development all the time. Um, you have everything you need. Um, I mean, you just got to do a good job as a, as a director and as a coach and as a staff to uh, attract, uh, elite athletes. And, and like I said, uh, before, <clears throat> um, you gotta, you gotta bring in diamonds and diamonds in the rough, which, uh, you know, in the end of the day, they'll help you win a title. And, the diamonds are the the top athletes in the country, and there's no excuses not to go after them, and and why not bring them in, and and also um, find those diamonds in the rough that they're in the state of Illinois or or in that area that uh, that I I've been making my living down in Georgia recruiting them from Indianapolis, Ohio, New Jersey, you know, Illinois. I mean, I've had I've had a lot of success just because these kids are actually pretty good. They just never got the chance to compete around and. And you develop them, and the next thing you know, um, you pair them with some, some elite athletes from, uh, from around the country or overseas, and next thing you know, they, they put on a team that challenges championships. It will be a big project, but it's not impossible.
0: We are talking with the new head track and field and cross-country coach for Illinois over both men's and women's, Petros Kipriano.
1: Petros, this is Lauren. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued uh, you were doing so well at Georgia. Why did you leave there? Did you leave there last year?
3: Yes, um, I decided to uh, to take a break. <clears throat> um, you know, I've had a great run and a great support system over there, but uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I just felt like it was time for me to take a break. Um, um, you know, I mean, they 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 had a um, a plan uh, for us, but um, I just didn't have what I felt um, was needed for um, training indoors and all that um but it wasn't just that it was just uh, one of those things that you felt that uh it's time to take a break and uh just just move on to a different opportunity um you know you feel like you've done everything you could at one place and there's no really um, anywhere else to move the needle um, and the the athletic directors there were amazing you know trying to do everything they can but uh Um, I felt that um, it was time for me to just move on and, you know, take a little break in our beach home in Florida. And and now when this opportunity um, uh, came up, um, I jumped on it.
1: (laughs) When did you first make contact with Josh Whitman?
3: Um, I'd say about a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I was at the uh, World Championships in Eugene, Oregon when we first got there. So we started talking and um, I was just very intrigued and impressed by his uh, his mindset, his you know um, his energy, and how competitive he is. And um, I, I felt like uh, our goals and expectations were lining up. And uh, you know, I, I felt that was a, a great marriage.
1: I've got one uh, concern, one complaint, I guess you'd call it. Uh, we don't have enough home meets for me, and I know the <laughs> weather is a consideration. But I recall mm-hmm. when Illinois was really successful in track years ago, and I'm an old timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a lot of home meets that uh, you know that drew crowds and, and and that has not been the case of late. Have you had any thoughts about that or is it just impossible because of the weather to to host a home
3: yeah I mean I never you know again i i haven't i haven't been on campus yet, but uh, I know uh, that new facility is amazing uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen everything about it um i don't see why not um you know there's nothing better than competing at home i mean i always said that i mean not just saving you money but at the same time you know it's good to to bring some pride to the community and 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 the athletes on the team to feel like hey this is our turf this is our place um and and put on some great marks because at the end of the day it doesn't matter i mean obviously for sprints um you may need some more warmer weather but uh um, in the event areas that um, you know, we we want to really uh, try to uh, to play money ball. Um, you know, I think you can you can you can compete that in, in not as warm weather, um, and, and attract some other athletes and, and coaches to come and uh, compete against us. But uh, um, it is not impossible to um, to host more than a two or one. I think I believe they have two in the past last few years. Uh, but I, th- I think three meets is, um, is, is the magic number, um, just, you know, based on, uh, what's allowed, um, with the, uh, you know, not allowed, but like what's smart to do and not over compete them. So they have, uh, they, they're peaking during, uh, the conference and the national meet. So now remember now you have the, uh, the regionals too. So you got to get through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if we, if we're smart enough to, uh, you know, to lay it out, um, I, I'd, I'd rather compete three times at home, um. Uh, um, and just be strategic and, and smart about getting the marks we need to uh, to uh, to go to regionals. So that could happen, and then just peak peak at conference and, uh, and nationals.
0: Petros, uh, what is the vision for recruiting? As I look up and down the roster for Illinois, for both men's and women's, the vast majority of athletes are coming from the state of Illinois, and I assume that's partially probably because of uh, scholarship limits and, and in-state tuition and, and what have you. Uh, w- when Brett Bielema was hired as a new football coach, he said, my priority has to be recruiting in the state. I almost wondered, do you need to make a priority to recruit out of the state?
3: Yeah, um, I think I, – I, I like to think a little bit differently than, than any other coach out there. I mean, I think you just got to go find the, the, the top recruits. Like, it doesn't matter what event. It doesn't matter what – you just got to be – the caliber of athlete that will come in. And track and field is so simple. Like you just need an athlete to go in and win your national uh, title individually. If, if that's your mindset, if you have 18 scholarships in the women's side and 12 and a half in the men's side, if if each and every one of these athletes are um, are have the talent and the ability or be developed to, to score 10 points from you, uh, if you do the math, that's like you win the national title by three, four times. (laughs) Um, At the University of Georgia, six girls and seven guys won us a national title. Six, just six. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they were heavy, heavy, heavy hitters. And uh, (laughs) to me, that's going to be the priority. Um, And obviously, what we have from the state of of Illinois is great because you can develop them, and I know how talented they are. Uh, But in the end of the day, we we have to build some momentum. We have to go sign some, some heavy hitters, some athletes that will bring energy and Enjoy it to the community and, and really want to win. Um, and, and when you uh, when you find this caliber of athletes, the paradox in this situation is that these athletes are very very good students because they're so competitive. They want to be great in everything. So you're checking two boxes there, you know, uh, by just just going out and getting a great athlete. Now it, it will require a lot of work on my part and my staff part, uh, but it's worth every every minute of it. And uh, you know the the satisfaction that you know both parties student athlete and coaches in the team uh will get it will be amazing so that's that's going to be my priority really uh quality over quantity
1: uh, petrus is it too late uh, and is there a talent out there in the transfer portal for this year
3: yeah i mean that that's that's a question that i have to uh, ask um, both our admissions and compliance and and all the um, you know the the people that are in charge of, of that process i mean obviously that's the first place i mean I call it the marketplace <laughs> uh, you go on and see what's out there but uh, um, in the end of the day you just gotta find the ones and, and and even though the transfer portal is a way to go for some programs uh, for example you know the some of the ladies that left Georgia when I left uh, and they went to Florida, they helped Florida win a national title, and uh, like two girls, I believe, scored 40 points for them um, at the national meet. And, and but that's like a very uh, strange situation. Um, the, the transfer portal is is a good way to start, but I, I just I'm always worried of uh, of why are they there? Like what's what's the you know what's the the story behind it? So I I want to do my research, but there's nothing better in getting someone right out of high school or um, um, or overseas or whatever that might be that can come in and, and really be a true, you know, University of Illinois product, like somebody that would carry that tradition, that would always be proud and not that a transfer won't have that, but it won't be the four-year person that will come in and be the, you know, just, just raise the flag and, and be proud of it. To me, that's very important. Um, but I will be shopping anywhere I can for the elite athlete. <laughs>
0: Well, Petro Cipriano, we, we welcome you to Champagne. Uh, the the file here says you were born in on the island of Cyprus. I think uh, you'll yes find, sir. yeah, I think you'll find Champagne Urbana to be uh, very similar, except uh, a lot more, <laughs> a lot flatter, and not a lot of water, <laughs> and not as tropical. And uh, other than that, ideal. So <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah, you've
3: got you to gotta have contrast, right? you got to have the, the, the hot and the cold. That's what brings balance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, welcome aboard. We hope we can talk with you again as you get in here and uh, start to get the seasons rolling. Congratulations.
3: Thank you very much. I appreciate you both.
0: Patros Kipriano, the new Illini director of track and field. They have coaches for the, uh, the running and the distance and the various events underneath him. And I, I, I assume that coaching roster will remain intact. I don't know that though for sure.
1: Well, once uh, scholarships are offered, they're guaranteed for, for the four years. So, yep. yep. I don't know what that would mean in terms of somebody on partials. So i do mean, I suppose that they still have to come up with those partials.
0: Appreciate his time, and Lauren and I will transition into our number two in a moment. Another day, another watch list. Alex Pelcheski, Illini offensive lineman named to the Outland Trophy watch list, given annually to the nation's best interior lineman by the Football Writers Association of America. Cubs won 4-2. They're still winning. Another streak going. Standing ovation for Wilson Contreras. Is it it his last home game? It's assumed, and the way he... uh, He stopped and acknowledged the whole thing. Certainly wasn't denied. He knows where he's going. I wonder if his bosses know where he's going. I don't don't know. But you know, kind of reminds you of the you know the way they said goodbye last year to the core players from the World Series, and uh, Wilson Contreras is as much a part of that as anybody. Yep. See you tomorrow in the Crossroads of America. I hope to get there. Circle City. Don't set that alarm. Get up early. We're leaving early. News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Second hour coming up after the news. It's Sports Talk.